Becca Brown here. You're listening to episode 19 of the More Than Weight Loss podcast with me. I'm your host. My name is Becca Brown. I'm glad you're here. Welcome to the More Than Weight Loss podcast. I'm your host, Becca Brown. I'm a certified life coach and a certified nutrition coach, and I'm here to make your weight loss journey easier, more doable, because why not? This is the podcast to listen to if you're a mom trying to lose weight, and especially if you're a mom trying to lose weight and you've tried before in the past, and that's felt really hard. I'm going to teach you what you need to know from both the physiological side of things and the mindset side of things. Let's do it together. All right. I don't want to shock you. I hope you're sitting down. I have notes. I have notes. Now, in my former life, not really, but I had a podcast before and I just spent so much time worrying about what I was going to say and sounding just the right way. <laughs> and I would like write every word down and then I would say it. And then I would take that pod that recording and then I would edit it. It took forever. And I was just like, at what point do I just decide that it's okay for me to, for me to either pause or say the word, uh, and, um, so if you're, if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I don't do that, <laughs> not even a little bit. Maybe you might be wishing that I did do that, but I don't. Um, it's just you get me, and I say the things I want to say. Sometimes I pause, and sometimes it sounds stupid, but we just go with that. So today, well, this is what I was trying to say. Um, today, I just want to make the point that I have notes because I'm really excited about what I'm going to say today, and I wanted to kind of try to do it maybe a little bit faster than otherwise than I would otherwise do if I didn't have notes. But um, as you can see by the title of this podcast, it's going to be something along the lines of do I need to give up sugar? I have I uh, it's very, very common for people to um, when they learn about me and they're like, wait, I want to lose weight, maybe she could help me and then they schedule a call. Um, I I offer like an introductory come try out coaching call. And um, on these calls, we talk, obviously, and the client will say, oh, I've done this before. I had some success with that. I've done that before. I've had some success with that. And I often, it often feels like there's this spoken or unspoken idea that like, if I would just give up sugar, I could totally lose the weight. And I want to question that today. If I gave up sugar, I could totally lose the weight. So is that, is that the answer? Is that, is that the way of it? We're going to start. We're going to answer that question. If I, if I am worth anything as the host of this podcast, I'm going to answer that question. I feel like I should probably write it down at the top of my page. So I don't forget to come, come back to that. But I want to start with the story. So I, I literally am writing do I have to give up sugar to lose weight? Because I do have notes, but I I didn't write that question down. And I want to make sure I answer that. Because it's really easy to say a lot of words and actually not, not make the point you're trying to make. Can you relate to that? Okay. Do we always start these episodes with me running after a squirrel with my brain? All right. I'm going to start with the story, the podcast where we're going to learn about, we're going to answer the question, do I have to give up sugar in order to lose weight? We're going to start with the story. 
And this is a story from my client. Okay. I had a client came to me wanting help and losing weight. We start working together. Um, I get her set with some numbers for her nutrition, kind of a plan for her to, to, um, to hit some numbers to, uh, to plan her food around. And during one of our weekly meetings, so she got her numbers and then maybe the next week or the next week or the next week, at some point during our weekly meeting, she tells me that she had a plan for the chocolate chip cookies and that she did not follow it. Okay. This is a side note that you need to know in order to understand this story is that, um, from, our previous meeting, this client's plan was her assignment, her homework, so to speak, was to plan to eat one chocolate chip cookie a day. Okay. And honestly, I share that with so much pride that clients come to me thinking that life is going to be really hard and full of like lentils and cottage cheese and like oat bran and maybe some sprint intervals or long long hours or miles slogged out on the treadmill and it's just not the case instead for this particular client her work that week was to plan to eat one chocolate chip cookie each day along with obviously all the other food that she was going to eat um not too shabby right I loved it I loved it I had a smile on my face when I gave her that assignment but it's kind of all in support just as a side note it's all in support of her right in support of this client and what she wants in the long term, because what she wants is what most of us want, which is like a healthy relationship with food, the ability to live in her house with her family. And I, and I know this client well. She's got um, girls that all love to bake, so chocolate chip cookies is a normal thing. Baked goods are a normal thing for her to have in her house, and she wants to lose weight, but she also wants to feel confident and basically kind of acquire the ability to peacefully coexist in this house and enjoy the treats, but not let them take over, not let them have control over her, which is basically what she expressed to me that day when she came to me and she was like, yeah, so the plan for the chocolate chips, that didn't work out so well. I know I was supposed to have one a day. And I should say that before I get back to the story, the point is, is this is the work we do, right? So as I talked to her and realized and asked her a few more questions, okay, well, what was happening? Tell me about eating more than the one meeting, eating more than certainly more than she wanted to. And, um, in talking to her, we realized that she had some ideas that like these chocolate chip cookies, maybe she, maybe they were, um, there weren't going to be enough of them. Or maybe the day would come when she wouldn't be able to eat them. So it almost seemed as though there was a shortage, right? And so her brain, when they were there, in preparation for this alleged shortage that probably is never going to happen, because we're adult humans, we can all just get a chocolate chip cookie whenever we want it, whether it's buying or making or having one of her lovely girls bake a beautiful batch of chocolate chip cookies. There's, there is actually no shortage, but her brain thought that, that a shortage was imminent, possible, something to be feared. And so when the cookies were there, then it made it so that her brain was like, oh yeah, these aren't going to be available later. So you should eat more. So then that's where the assignment to eat one chocolate chip cookie a day 
came from because in order to kind of settle her brain down and make it so much easier to get her brain on board, to make it so that she could follow the plan so that she could have healthy, have not healthy, healthy and non-healthy snacks around her so that she could live with delicious baked goods, enjoy them, but, but maintain control over them. So hence the assignment to eat one chocolate chip cookie a day. But what she said was, as I've already said, she was just really disappointed with herself and the fact that she was not eating one per day. She was still eating um, more than one per day. And she was, she was not happy with, um, with the amount of cookies that she was eating. So as we talked to that day, because that's what we do, I love it. Clients come to me and they're so pumped up when they've like hit all their numbers, did everything they said they were going to do and have a ton of success. And don't get me wrong, I am too. But it's just as, as um, amazing when clients come to me and for the week prior to our meeting, everything kind of went, it was a disaster. It was a dumpster fire. It was a train wreck inside the dumpster fire. Or is it dumpster fire inside a train wreck? Whichever one it is. I think it's so helpful because either way, we can take a step back and look at and see what happened. Whatever was happening in your brain, which has led to you not taking the actions that you want to take or creating a result that you didn't want to have. So I love it so much. Um, So if any clients are listening, listen, bring the good, bring the bad. uh, And never, not that anyone needs to do this, but some, I think... Just it's natural that maybe some of my clients are like, oh, I, oh, I hate to tell her. I hate to, I hate to come and meet with you and tell you that it didn't go well. But I, I literally, it does not affect me at all. Whatever it is, however the week went, we have something to talk about. I can promise you. Um, so anyway, as I'm talking to this client and she's just like pretty frustrated and pretty um, not so happy with how things went, and she expressed to me, she was like, you know, there's a period of time when I gave up sugar completely. And I, and I think that was easier than this. It was just easier. And I was like, Oh, that's so interesting. Let's talk more about that. And let me ask you, I said to this client, I was like, great, that's awesome. Do you want to give up sugar? Like, is that how you want to live? Right? And she was like, No, no, I want to. And she went back to what she had expressed before. No, I want to be able to eat and enjoy these treats, but maintain control, right? And and I have to agree with her. I think that was her idea of a healthy relationship with food, and, and I and I have to agree with her. This is not like I want to learn how to like control myself. And you know, there were I've gone through lots of phases <laughs> in terms of what I think and believe about food, but I've gone from zero intentionality to complete and total intentionality and like trying to force myself to believe that like food is fuel, food is fuel. And that it would, it would be better if I had food that I didn't, um, that I didn't enjoy, that I didn't get any enjoyment out of. And I'm happy to tell you, I've landed right in the middle of that, that I think intentionally being intentional about my food is in support of my goals. And this is in the same for my clients, right? Being intentional with your food is in support of what you want, your goals. And it's in support, it can be in support of, you know, the level of health or body composition or weight that you want to have. That being said, there's room, there's room for fun, there's room for enjoyment, there's nothing, it's not, it's not inherently better to not like enjoy your food, get enjoyment out of your, out of your food. 
So um, anyway, back to the story. So I said to my client, okay, great. So, all right, I, I hear you. Like, it's easier to give up sugar. Great. Do you want to give up sugar? And she's like, no, actually, I don't. Um, I want to be able to enjoy treats and, you know, whatever with my kids. And that was really hard for me. Um, it was easy, so to speak, for her to give up sugar, but she found it very difficult to then participate in family activities and, you know, socially to exist in her family when she wasn't doing that. And as the mother of daughters, I also have daughters, um, she, she wanted to, she wanted to, um, you know, kind of model what we all want is to model like a healthy relationship with food to her daughters. And it doesn't have to be, you know, like can't have it at all. Cause it's, that's kind of, it, it kind of comes from this idea that like, we don't have control over the food in order to get control over the food. It can't be here. It can't be in my face. It can't be in my kitchen. It can't be on the dinner table or whatever, which is not true at all. Not true at all. And, and, and granted, I'm not arguing with the client for sure. I've, I've also given up sugar before and it, and it, I, it was like refresh, refreshingly simple when I was committed to it. Right. But as I pointed out to this client, the only reason why it was easier to give up sugar than it is to be able to eat one chocolate chip cookie a day. I mean, listen to me, right? That sounds crazy. It's easier in her mind, from her perspective, to give up sugar 100% for a period of time than it was to eat one chocolate chip cookie a day. And the reason why is because um, that decision was already made. It didn't need to be revisited, right? It's like, like it's just not up for discussion. It's like, um, like I'm married and I don't cheat on my husband. I don't go on dates with other men. I don't kiss other men. I don't, I, I'm just with my husband and there's no question about that. And that's never really been difficult for me. It's not something that I'm constantly contemplating decision made. It's easy. So in that same way, but I think it would be trickier if it was like, okay, you're married to Michael, who's just the greatest ever, but you get to go out on dates with other men, but only, you know, if it's worth it. And then if he's like really cute or he's really kind or he's really funny, then you can kiss him at the end of the date, but probably don't do anything else. Then it's like, oh, then you kind of have to consider it. Like, oh, what's this going to look like? So much easier to just be committed to my husband. And again, this would be perfect. It works really well in a monogamous relationship. It doesn't work so well when the when what you want is to have this balanced, healthy relationship with food and with treats, and to be able to you know celebrate things with your family and kind of kind of operate socially within your family. So I just want to bring that to light that like there's nothing magical about giving up sugar completely. Does it? make it easier to consume less calories? Maybe. But those calories can actually always be replaced with something else, right? Like I could give up sugar, but then the sweet potato, roasted sweet potatoes and, you know, beef nachos that I'm having that night, like I can still easily not be in a calorie deficit, right? So, um, what I want to look at this idea is that a couple things. Number one, you might have that same thing if you've had experiences like that. It's just easier to um, do it this other extreme way. 
like I've lived and kind of built these like really kind of crazy fences about what I was eating and not eating, following some crazy plan. And again, I'm just really, at that time I was really committed to it. So then it wasn't actually that hard in terms of like me complying, but it was hard for me to exist socially in my family and in my life. And I've just noticed that things go really, really a lot better when we don't make the plan to get our goal. We don't make it something that's in, that's basically fighting or in um, opposition to our life. So just like this client said, I don't, um, you know, I want to be able to like exist in my family and like be there for social celebrations. And like, that's what it looks like. Sometimes they have treats and their, their girls bake and they celebrate things. I want to be able to do that. Well, that gets tricky if you also think that the way to um, hit your goals or get the results that you want is going to get in the way of you existing in your family the way you want it to. So my point is, there's a couple points. <laughs> there's a couple points. I think it's interesting to just kind of take a look at this idea because she's not the first, this client is not the first person to have said that. It's just easier when I just like cold turkey. I just don't do it. Maybe. But is it really easy? And if it were actually easy and it worked for you, you wouldn't go back to eating sugar or, or go back to whatever it is that you gave up. The other thing I want to say is um, it's only easier because of how you've lined your brain up in that situation, meaning because you lined it up so that decision was made and you weren't revisiting it, you can do that in ways that support the ways that you want to be eating and living. You can absolutely do that. And um, actually, that's a lot of the work that I do with clients is like, how are we going to make this work for your life? And what is it that you want? Okay, there's a result. What are the actions you need to take in order to get that? Okay. And then how do you need to be feeling in order to drive that action? All right, well, let's create that feeling with what we're thinking. In this instance, like the thought is like, I'm just giving up sugar. I can totally give up sugar. And then maybe you feel committed from the feeling of commitment. Then the action that follows is that you don't eat sugar. The result is, you know, I honor my commitment to not eat sugar until one day you don't. Because <laughs> again, it might work for you. And, and I'm not here to tell you that it's not a good idea. Notice in my work with this client, she said, it's easier when I don't eat sugar at all. And then the question is always like, okay, great. Let's do that. Is that what you want? Not, is that what you want right now so that you can lose this weight because you're desperate and it feels hard and tricky and you're going to have to do something a little bit crazy in order to get the results that you want. No, not at all. However, if it's what you want, if that's what you want for your life, amazing, great. Let's start there. And then the question becomes, how do we set your brain up to support that? But this leads me to my second point, which is it does sometimes feel like we have to do these extreme things. I had another lovely client who um, got on an intro call with me and she said, she was talking about some kind of like a cleanse fast kind of a thing. And I said, oh yeah, I just don't, I don't know. I'm just not really in on those kind of extreme things anymore. I'm just, I, it's not required. And to be honest with you, it's just, I'm just not in. 
it sounds terrible. <laughs> and it's, I'm just, I don't know. I think we're meant to eat mostly and drink, right? And it was so interesting because she said, oh, do you think that's extreme? And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I do. I do. It was like a three-day something or other. Anyway, I was like, oh, yeah, I actually do think that's kind of um, extreme. And I'm just, I'm just not in. And I say that from a place of like having been absolutely willing to do anything to lose weight in my past. But I noticed like literally like there is nothing I will not do. There is nothing I will not do to lose weight, which led me to do extreme things, which were, I was, I had set myself up for failure because they were so extreme. It was like really, really hard. And so when I was on, I was on, but when I was off, whew, I was off. And I noticed that year after year, I mostly weighed just about the same. Which great. I'm not like gaining a ton of weight, but I wasn't getting the results that like, I can remember one time my, I was at my parents' house and I'm sure my mom, <laughs> she probably would just like dread me coming to visit. Cause like what weirdo plan is Becca going to be on this time? And, um, I don't, I think I was eating paleo at the time who knows what I was doing. Anyway, I had this really delicious breakfast and I genuinely loved it, but it was like roasted sweet potato with, oh shoot, I don't know what else. There was coconut milk and I don't know what else. It was actually a really good breakfast. I don't eat that now. We can't really get good sweet potatoes here, um, but I love sweet potatoes. Anyway, so I was eating that for breakfast one morning. It was so good. And my dad looked at me and he was like, you're the healthiest eater I've ever heard of or met ever. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> I don't know if he meant it as a compliment <laughs> or if it was really just kind of like expressing wonderment out loud that like, what is she doing? Why isn't she eating cereal or eggs or whatever? Anyway, I thought it was interesting. I thought about it, you know, that comment kind of stuck with me and I was just like, and as the months and probably even years pass, I would just be like, I am super healthy. Like, I'm able to really get myself on board to do these crazy things, which I mean, maybe you could say is a good thing, but yet I wasn't ever getting the result and the results that I did get, I mean, don't get me wrong. I did lose weight sometime, you know, like, like it was, oh, this will tell you how crazy I was. I was doing something back when we lived in Beijing and I remember a friend we had such good friends back then because that's what you do, right? Like you live in these foreign countries and you make friends that become like family. And I was bringing my kids over to play or something. And she said, um, Becca, are you well? Because you are, are you well? And she was asking me because I had dropped a lot of weight in like a pretty short period of time. And I was so thrilled that she had said that I remember I think I was raving like yeah look my hair tie is loose on my wrist which listen don't think that I'm not saying that without a little bit of like embarrassment and like a little bit like oh my face is a little red because I'm a little embarrassed to admit kind of my space like the headspace I was in at that time but also I don't have I cried on this podcast I think I've cried on my last podcast um, honestly, I want to, <laughs> I want to go and give that girl a hug. She was so confused about 
her beauty and her light and what she had to offer and that she felt like she had to do these crazy things and she knew that they were crazy. Like I didn't even tell anybody I was doing this crazy stuff because I knew deep down, like I was ashamed of it, but I was desperate and I want to give that girl a hug and point out that she had some really great friends there then, but that none of it was necessary that if she just learned this is not what this podcast was supposed to be about. But if she had just learned, number one, that her body was not a problem to be fixed. So it didn't require, like, we weren't at risk of anything. We weren't at risk of, like, I don't know, um, my husband waking up one day and realizing that, why am I with her? I should not be with her. Or that, or that I had to fix it in order to feel more comfortable in my skin or to love myself. That all was available to me in my brain. And the truth is, again, I'm my husband is my number one person. But there's nothing I can do or not do. Or let me see how to say this. I'm better served by showing up and being who I want to be and not trying to do things in order to make sure he doesn't leave me or cheat or whatever. Because the truth is, I'm amazing. So are you. I'm a great mom. I'm a great wife. And he he decided to cheat on me or leave me. That would be about him and not me. I didn't need to worry about any of that. And the truth is, is the peace and the happiness and the confidence that I was after back then. I was looking in a, for a smaller pair of jeans. But the truth is, is that was always available to me in my brain what I and in my heart, what I believed and thought about me and myself and my body and my worth. And I'll say the same thing to you. Giving up sugar or doing other crazy things. I really do think giving up sugar is kind of crazy. Again, if it's your thing, do it. It's just not mine. I take my kids. My parents have retired to a house near the beach. And we go. This is a, just an example. And we go to visit. They love to. Now, my parents, whew, a special occasion was going to get a hamburger at McDonald's or tacos at Taco Bell. Okay. So, like, I don't think I ever saw the inside of a restaurant but when I was a kid. But now my parents are different. Now they're grandparents. And so when we go visit them at the beach, there's this cute little ice cream shop that we always stop at. I want to do that. I want to have ice cream with my kids. I want to have ice cream. I want to have, it's not required. I've actually gone and not had ice cream there with them and watched them and watched as my mom was like, I don't know how you do it. And I'm just like, yeah, not really a big deal. Because again, it was easier to not have it 100%. Because then maybe it was easier to believe that I was strong, strong enough to get the results that I wanted. Because I was such a problem that some that I need I was gonna need to be real strong. I was gonna need to do something really extreme. But again, the problem with that, number one, I can what I do and what I don't do and an ice cream cone that I either eat or don't eat does not determine whether I can believe I'm a healthy person or I'm strong enough or I'm good enough. And if you're here, Next to me on my couch, I would tell you the same thing. There's nothing that you need to do in order to believe that you're amazing and you're worth it and you're on the right track and you're strong enough and you're all the things. That doesn't come from what you do. That comes from what you choose to think. Because what you choose to think, then you've directed your brain to notice it, to find it. 
And it feels scary to do it when that's not your habit. But, but it's the truth. And what I also want to point out is that as I did those things, again, I've just made things so hard for myself because when I was on, I was a hundred, I was a thousand percent on, but when I was off, I was a thousand percent off. And when you go and you don't eat sugar for however long, and then all of a sudden you notice that you're like, oh, maybe we're not doing that plan today. Guess what you're eating all of that day, all of the sugar. And I would make the argument that more if we cobbled together days of you mostly making healthy choices and enjoying treats, maybe like, like my client, maybe one a day. What I, I think if you plan your food, your food appropriately, and that's your indulgence, depending on how much weight you're trying to lose and how active you are and you know, how the numbers shake out. But like, I actually would make the argument that you can absolutely lose weight or maintain your weight or gain the health that you want while eating one chocolate chip cookie a day. But the point is, is like, we've gone off my notes. I'm not sure if you can tell. My point is, is that if you cobble together, you mostly eating healthy, you mostly eating according to the results that you want to, that you want to get, cobble together those days where it's not perfect, where it's like kind of like a B minus maybe, maybe a B but not an A plus. I thought A plus of something crazy and extreme was the thing that was required. And so I would get an A plus for three weeks or a month or a month and a half. And then I went so far off the rails that any bit of progress that I made was just demolished because when I was off the plan, or if you cobbled together days where, you know, five days you're on and you're, you're hitting it, you got it. Whatever it is you're supposed to do, you're doing it. And then two days, do you know what I'm talking about? The week versus the weekend. (laughs) Then two days on the weekend, you just fall off the track. You fall off the wagon. And you're like, Monday, I'm back to Monday. But if you cobble together weeks of that versus weeks of mostly moving in the direction that you want to do instead of the start, stop, on, off thing, I think there are studies out there, but they're not in front of me, so I can't tell you. But I believe, and I want to share with you and offer to you and have you question this idea that I think the mostly doing great things for you, mostly moving in the direction of the goals that you want to hit, the weight you want to lose, the body composition, the level of health, the energy levels, the whatever it is that you want to have and enjoy you get that with the mostly doing it, not with this on, off, start, stop, crazy stuff. So to answer your question, I think giving up entire food groups like sugar, bread, carbohydrates. And again, I can speak to this stuff because I've done all the crazy stuff. And on keto, you will lose some weight, girl. You will lose it. But I think I read somewhere where someone was like, bread's not even worth it. And I used to think that too. And then I had some bread and I was like, oh, no, bread is totally worth it. It's totally, it's so good. <laughs> but I, what I'm trying to say here is to answer the question, do I have to give up sugar to lose weight? No, you do not. What you have to do, it's all a question of energy balance. And how can we, how can we get the energy balance working in your favor most of the time? 
That's all. So is there room for chocolate chip cookies in your day? One? I should probably say chocolate chip cookie. Honestly, you can have more than that if you want, but you're probably going to be hungry. But that's the beauty of like, we figure out what you, we figure out the numbers and then, and then we look at how you want those numbers to work in your life, in your day. Instead of, I mean, I was queen of like, this is the plan. Let's worship the plan. This is the plan. It's going to do it. All I have to do is do these things. And there was no thought of like, of, how do I say this? There was no question of how is that going to work for my life? No, it was like, I'm going to make my life work for that plan. But that plan was just somebody's idea that maybe worked for them, maybe didn't. Who knows? But now what I like to do for myself and for my clients is like, we, you're the filter. Your life is the filter. There's a ton. There's a million different ways to lose weight. Because all it is is just energy balance. You just need to take in less calories than you uh, use. And there's no, honestly, no end to how you do that doesn't have to be keto. There's nothing magical that happens there. It doesn't have to be intermittent fasting. Again, nothing magical happening there. But it makes it easier for you to shorten your uh, eating window. Does that make it easier for you to, to eat less calories, therefore making the eating in the calorie deficit easier? Okay, great. Let's do it. But we're, it's like we're no longer a slave to the plan. When you take a step back and you're like, hey, so I'm the authority on me. And my life, I want, to, I want to set things up long-term for what I want. So if I'm, if, if I'm now the standard, like, it's like when you try, you've seen these people on Instagram, I love it. She's like, girl, those, you're not too fat for those jeans. Those jeans tried out and they didn't make the cut. They're not good enough for you. I'm like, yes, I love it. Like, they're not hired. They lost their job. Let's get rid of those jeans. They don't make you feel good? Nope. They're not good enough for you. So instead of being like, okay, this is, this plan is king. So maybe I need to give up sugar. Maybe that's king and I can insulin and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I don't believe that. I did believe that. I don't believe that anymore. Um, and if it's working for you, that's wonderful and great. But instead of like making the plan, the king, like the most important thing, like the, the center of the universe that now we have to revolve around. No, you're in the center of your own universe and what matters to you and what works for you and what's going to make it easier for you to be compliant as much as you can be. Perfection not required. We should probably do another podcast episode on that. But like take my client before it was like, oh, if sugar, if I give up sugar, I can lose the weight. Let's make giving up sugar and being super controlled with food. That's at the center of that orbit. And then how do we circle around it? How do we make that work? No, 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 no. What matters to that client, her values, what's important to her, the way her life is set up, th- her, right? All of these things about her, that's the center of this universe now. So does, does sugar work? Does giving up sugar completely, does it work for her? Well, when we check that, it's like, no, I have, you know, this family and I love to participate in these social culinary celebrations and when they, you know, bake a new, try out a new banana bread recipe, her girls really are great bakers. When they try out a new banana bread recipe, well, then my client wants to try it. She wants to have some. She wants to say, oh, that's so good. Yes, let's have it. So then that doesn't work. 
So then giving up sugar completely doesn't exist in that orbit anymore. There's no space for that because it doesn't work for her and her life and what matters for her. So that's what I would say to you. The question could be, do I have to give up sugar to lose weight? It could be, do I have to intermittent fast to lose weight? Do I have to go keto to lose weight? Do I have to be vegan to lose weight? No, 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 no. You do not. And I want to offer that again, like we can just make your life and what matters to you, your values, your priorities, your schedule, your stress load, your workload, whatever it is, that's at the center. And how can we, what can we put in place that'll make it easier for you to eat in a way that supports your goals most of the time and also enjoy life? So no, I think we have answered the question. Do I have to give up sugar to lose weight? No, you may not want to eat only sugar, but you can have sugar. I have sugar. I think it's good. And I've enjoyed, I don't do extreme things anymore. I mostly eat according to my goals and the body composition that I, had, that I want to have. And as time goes on, I'm moving. I'm enjoying a body composition I've never had. And my goals, as I hit my goals, I make new goals and it's just really fun. Not because it's really important for me to weigh this certain amount so that my husband doesn't cheat or leave the marriage or he's not dissatisfied. No, his satisfaction depends on what he's thinking, not what I'm thinking or not what I am. And also I don't need to hit these goals in order to believe that I'm a good person or I'm worthy or I'm value valuable or I'm good or I'm better. No, all of that's set. And the opportunity for me to love myself has always been here. Same with you. The opportunity for you to love yourself, for you to learn how to love yourself and practice loving yourself is there. It's there for you, no matter what physically is happening. I can promise you. And when you do that, it's just so much easier for you to then take care of you and take care of the goals that are just fun. They're no longer imperative. They're just fun. So do I have to give up sugar to lose weight? No. But I will offer that maybe you could give up self-loathing. Maybe you could give up extreme dieting. Maybe you could give up extreme taking extreme measures to lose weight. That's what you could give up, not sugar. All right. I used notes. I hope that made sense. I really do. I feel strongly about this. It's just not as hard as I thought it was. And it became not as hard as I thought it was once I opened up to this idea that maybe it's not that hard. Although it is kind of hard to, when you've been doing these like super like exotic, sexy, crazy, like, you know, lose 15 pounds in 30 days plans, this just kind of, you know, make reasonable choices in support of what you want. That can be kind of hard. It's not as exciting. The roller coaster goes away and you can manage your brain through that. But I don't know, you do get to have sugar and chocolate chip cookies and ice cream with your kids at the beach. So maybe that's worth it. All right. I'm so glad you were here today. We are on spring break this week. I hope you, if it's your spring break, I hope you're having an amazing time. Or if it's upcoming, I hope that's good for you. And if you're at the beach, have some ice cream with your kids and love yourself through every bite. Okay. We'll talk soon.